We've also been able to borrow some money from my IRA creatively, and we've just found ways to make it work. If you find a deal and it's amazing, you'll find a way to make it work. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about their pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know, Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking to two guests. We have Lindsay Maringer and Amanda Schneider. How are you two doing today? Great. Doing great. Yeah. How are you? I am doing well. Thanks for asking and thanks for joining us today. A little bit about their background. So Lindsay is an operator in the 10th Special Forces Group, Airborne, and is a Green Beret. And Amanda is a full-time real estate agent. They started their real estate journey in 2016 and their portfolio consists of five single-family rentals, a triplex, and they're currently working on a duplex that they're going to convert into a five unit. So they've added these 11 doors in the past 12 months with 14 overall. 
and their goal is to reach 20 doors by the end of 2020. They are based in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and their website is theveteranrealtor.com. So starting with Lindsay, could you give us some more information about your background and what you're focused on today? Yeah, so I grew up in a small farm town, and that kind of life has helped us a lot in where we are today, in that I have a very extensive construction background from rough framing. I worked in a finished cabinetry shop, so pretty extensive in the construction world and been able to leverage that into real estate. Joined the military in 2010, and since then, Special Forces, I've truly been all over the world from Africa to the Middle East and Europe and just kind of living that life as we've been W2 entrepreneurs and just pushing forward. Yeah. And I was also in the military and then I came out to Colorado Springs to be a contractor for the military. And that's when I met Lindsay and I had read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which kind of made me realize how lucrative real estate could be as far as that passive income. So when Lindsay and I started dating in 2015, we had taken a road trip and we called it our all or nothing road trip that if this worked out well for us, we were probably going to get married and move on with our life. If not, we were going to break up. <laughs> so during that road trip, we listened to a ton of real estate podcasts. I think we may have even listened to Rich Dad Poor Dad on that one too. So that kind of spawned our investing from there. We got married and the next day we went looking for our first house together. Yeah. So. Perfect. So I kind of want to talk about this duplex deal. So you are currently working on a duplex and then the plan is to convert it into a five unit. So maybe walk us through from the conception of the deal to where you are standing as of today. Yeah, I think we're part of the conception. It is important to start at the beginning because one little piece of advice I'll give is to always trust your wife. We have a search set up we're looking for multifamilies and we look at zoning applications. Is there a single family that zoned R4? Look for potential. And I had actually trashed this duplex on the search because it was a really expensive duplex. She messaged me and said, Hey, I found this great duplex. And it was zoned R5 and it was 3,300 square feet. And she actually got me to kind of look into it more. And it ended up being having a lot of potential as a project. So we went and looked at it and saw a duplex split level. And they had actually at one point converted a porch, done trusses over it and enclosed it. It has like these couple weird storage areas next to a two-car garage and then a detached one car. And that porch has an outdoor patio area. So when we walked into it, we were like, you know what? This would be a really great conversion to four smaller units. We can break off the back of the property and we're going to end up with a two bed, two bath, a two bed, one bath, a one bed, one bath, and two studios. So from a man's perspective, it sounds like Lindsay saw this deal and was like, ah, nah, I'm nope. good. And, and, and you saw it and I guess separately and thought that it was good. So what was it about the deal that made you interested in it? Well, Colorado Springs is an exploding market and we have tons of investors here. So we have five single families. So we're like, okay, we really want to break into the multifamily, but it's so tough here because we have lots of cash investors that are just coming. They're paying over market value. So we wanted to find a creative way that we could possibly make a multifamily out of either like a single family or a duplex or something. So we had a specific search set up or I would go on the MLS and I would specifically search for properties that were zoned for more than the actual doors that were 
on that property. So that's really what appealed to me. Yes, it was priced a little high as a duplex. We did negotiate a little bit. We got the price down a bit, but I just saw that we could turn this into five units. And I just thought about the potential and it's in a really up and coming area of Colorado Springs. So that was another huge draw for me. Yeah. Could you maybe walk us through how you financially analyze a deal like that? How do you know how much you can pay for a deal that you're going to ultimately convert into something completely different? We just analyze everything as an end state and the numbers work or they don't. We had two contractors walk it. So there is actually some hiccups with this that we can talk through. But as far as the base analyzing of it, we just looked at rehab costs and conversion costs, funding fees, lending fees, and then what we could rent everything for on the backside. And if the numbers made sense, they made sense. So even though it's kind of a big project and thinking outside the box in the use of the property, the base analyzing of it was pretty straightforward. Sure. So if you don't mind, walk us through some of these hiccups that you just mentioned. Well, I think one thing to highlight before the hiccup is kind of the creative way we financed it. So as opposed to using hard money, I went around to a ton of local commercial banks and just talked to the head of lending at all of them and told them the way I wanted to go about this, the vision I had for the project. It was great because I got that face-to-face time and that recognition, but then I found a, a great local bank that was willing to be super creative with lending. So what we actually ended up doing is doing a commercial loan on the front, kind of as a hard money lender, at a 1.7%, which anyone who's used hard money knows that that would be an incredible hard money rate. But the way the lending works on it is the same principle. It's an interest-only loan on the front side, and then we have residential on the back side. We're doing four units. We'll cash out, refi, roll it into a residential, and then down the road, we'll pay out of pocket and just convert the single car into a fifth and make it a commercial property. So it's been kind of fun learning a lot with this in the funding application to it and kind of the way the fiscal tie-in. But then, yeah, with hiccups, we had a contractor that we ended up going with. We get a call one day that he is backing out. Then the next day, the plumbers or electricians back out. So yeah, we're a month in and I had done all the demo myself just to save some money. So we were back to ground zero. Had a great commercial contractor come in who's become our contractor for all our properties now. But he was like, yeah, this $78,000 property, a rehab is more like one hundred and forty. <laughs> so that was kind of a little bit of a heartache. But we've managed to push through it. And we've kind of brought that budget down a lot as we've worked through and gotten creative. And the numbers on the backside with the rental are still so great that even that heartache and that raise in the cost of rehab, we've still managed to make it work as a pretty solid deal. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to add too, is there were some other things that this original contractor, it was ultimately our fault because he had never done such a big project for us. So we just had faith that he could, but he was not versed in what it takes to convert something into more than a duplex. And the city, even though the lender looks at four units and under as residential, the city does not. It looks at it as commercial. So it also took a couple weeks of Lindsay calling around to different departments within the city to make sure we could do what we wanted to do. Do we need a development plan? If we need a development plan, that was going to be 15 grand. There was so much more that we had no idea that we had to do in this conversion. Yeah. So just going back a little bit, when you talked about your search on the MLS and you're looking at things that are zoned above what they actually are. Is that something that anyone can do? Or is that something that 
you need to have access to the MLS. So you do it through an agent. Yeah, to make it the easiest, you'd access through the MLS is the easiest. You could find an address. You can look it up on the county assessor's website and see what it's zoned. So I guess theoretically, if you found something on Zillow and you were just curious, you can always find that on the county assessor. And I would assume every city makes that public knowledge. But obviously using the MLS is much easier because I can just set up a simple search. All right. Something else I wanted to talk about too is maybe some tips, some advice on people who want to get into real estate investing with the person that they are married to. What are some pros and cons of that? Yeah. Well, we may be a bad example because we truly see eye to eye on most things with real estate. I think that's the thing is we truly share this passion as our way forward in life. Our whole life revolves around real estate. Granted, I'm still in the military, but if I'm not actively at work or deployed or something, I'm working on a job site or analyzing future deals. So sharing that common bond is absolutely crucial. I think we've heard plenty of stories through podcasts where the husband wants to buy a house and investment property and the wife isn't on board. And I think the biggest thing that happens there is that nothing happens. They never take that leap. I would say the one thing that maybe we butt heads about sometimes is the fact that Lindsay does have all of this background and knowledge about construction, but I'm kind of a type A personality. So I like to have control and I like to know a schedule and a timeline. So sometimes I get to the point where I'm questioning a little bit too much about the subs that he's running. So one thing that I would say for advice is define your lane and then stick within that lane, even though it can be really hard. So I do a lot of the finding the properties and the finance, figuring that out. And Lindsay runs the subs, meets with them. He does that part of it. And that has worked really well for us is not trying to get in each other's lane because Lindsay can also freak out about some of the financing where I know, (laughs) I know our way forward and how we're affording things. But when he goes and looks at our bank account or something, he's like, Oh my gosh. Because I see the day-to-day, and I'm pretty sure we're broke all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just kind of defining your, <laughs> defining your lane and staying yeah. in it. Sure. So once you have these lanes defined, does that mean that Lindsay has the final say on everything related to his lane, and then Amanda has the final say, or do you still come to these decisions together, or is it completely separate? Yes and no is the answer to that. I've learned she is a genius with finances. She's so organized. So in things like that, I'll voice my opinion if something sounds super strange, but for the most part, I just have complete faith in her. When it comes to stuff on the building and design side, then sometimes I'll just make the command decision, but a lot of times it's really us looking at things together and making that kind of functional decision. But I would say the only thing that is truly just mostly hands-off is the financial. I really just trust her. So Lindsay, you mentioned that you're still in the military. Are you still working a separate job full-time? You said you were a contractor for the military. Are you still doing that? Or are you a full-time agent or are you full-time in the real estate business? No, I'm a full-time agent. And then we okay. property manage all of our properties. So I kind of do a lot of that too. Yeah. So what happens when Lindsay's deployed? Who takes over his duties? How does that work? Well, it's been okay so far because we haven't really purchased a property that would need a full rehab when he wasn't here. And that's really where I rely on him the most, I would say. Yeah. I'm currently in the process of a medical board for medical retirement from injuries. So I'm non-deployable now. So we've been fortunate in that. And I think that's why we started in 2016, but we've added 11 doors in the past year is because I've been here and we've been able to approach everything together. 
The first couple of years, we're pretty much experts in the VA loan at this point. We got four properties under the VA loan, or five, I guess now. And we would do one, and then when I'd redeployed, we'd do another one, and then I'd deploy and redeploy and do another one. So we just kind of spaced it around deployments. But now that I'm home, we've been able to accelerate. Perfect. Okay, starting with Lindsay, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Definitely the people around you, both mentorship and community. There's that rule, the sum of five, I think it is. You had a gentleman on your podcast, Nick Giuliani. I talk to him every single day just for motivation. He's farther along than I am, and I'm kind of chasing him at this point. But we bounce stuff off each other. We've surrounded ourselves with like-minded investors. There's a couple of buddies that I have in special forces that are investors, and we do meetups and everything. And we're just so driven every day by their social media posts, their text messages, everything. If we got down on ourselves a little bit or a little frustrated, we just look at our community around us and are immediately reinvigorated to go. And then I would say, don't be afraid of doing your first deal or doing additional deals, even if you don't have money, because you can make it work. And that's one thing that this last year has taught us. We found, other than what Lindsay said about uh, approaching the commercial banker and being able to use some of the equity from our other houses, we've also been able to borrow some money from our IRA creatively, and we've just found ways to make it work. If you find a deal and it's amazing, you'll find a way to make it work. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Are you both ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. Yep. Okay. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin' Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellin.com forward slash show. That's dwellynn.com forward slash show. Okay, so for each of these questions, we'll start with Lindsay and then we'll do Amanda. So what is the best ever books you've recently read? So I'm a big podcaster, but if I went for books, The One Thing is my book. Yep, and mine is going to be Profit First. It's not really a real estate book, but it's just an entrepreneur business book overall that teaches you how to make sure you're also getting a profit from your business from the beginning. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? So that's kind of easy for me because I do, for now, do W-2 entrepreneurship. I'm in the military, and then as I med board out, I'm transitioning into the space world here. So I will have a full-time career. Yeah, and I would say I can't imagine my business completely collapsing, but if the real estate market collapsed, I think I would just shift my focus towards working foreclosure, short sales, things like that. Like I would keep grinding because I can't imagine doing anything other than real estate. What is the best ever deal you've done? That would be a couple properties ago. So Security, Colorado, 80911. There's a report recently is the number one appreciation real estate market in the country. And we bought a house there. It was next door to another house that we actually lived at. 
I found the guy. He was out moving stuff out of his house. I just approached him, asked what was going on. Long story short, we were able to work a deal where they could leave the house in the condition it was in. The yard was full of stuff. They just needed to get out and get on to base for some security reasons. And the return on that was in the 20% range, but... We have turned 57000 into that, into about 145000 in equity in a one-year period. So it's been pretty incredible. Yeah, and the one thing I would just add to that deal is that we were also able to get the sellers to cut us checks at closing that equaled about 15000 towards our contractors. So that was just part of the deal, too, which was pretty sweet. Yeah. Nice. What about on the flip side? Have you guys lost money on any deals? If so, how much did you lose and what lesson did you learn? So we have not. Fortunately, a bunch of our first deals were VA loans, which gives you a super low barrier to entry. And then the Crestone property, the duplex conversion, the rehab budget has close to doubled, but we will still not lose money on that property. The numbers are so good. So knock on, I don't have any wood around me, but we've been pretty fortunate. What is the best ever way you like to give back? We started about six months ago doing host home providing for intellectually and developmentally disabled persons. And it's been stressful at times, but extremely rewarding. And that is something that we love doing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm part of an organization called Angels of America's Fallen. So it supports children of any kind of first responders, military that have passed during their service. It provides them up until the age of 18 with extracurricular activities. So we donate a lot of money to that every year. We participate in their yearly gala, including volunteering for that. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? (laughs) So I'm kind of a child at heart. So on Instagram, I'm Calvin J. Hobbs. You'll see a picture of me, Amanda, and our dog. And then on Facebook, I'm just my name, Lindsay Merringer. Yep. And you mentioned my website at the beginning. So theveteranrealtor.com, you can message me there. But then I'm also on Instagram as the underscore veteran underscore realtor. Perfect. Lindsay Demanda, well, thanks for joining us today and giving us your best ever advice. A few of my biggest takeaways. I like the idea of when you're in a really competitive market and you want to get into multifamily, rather than buying a multifamily, try to find something that you can convert into a multifamily or into a commercial property. So you mentioned how since Amanda has access to the MLS, he's a search that looks for properties that are zoned, something that is higher than what the property actually is. So something zoned R5, that's a duplex. R4, that's a duplex. So that's the deal you guys are currently working on. And even though the renovations costs have increased, because of this conversion, because of the strength of the market, you'll still be able to make money. We talked about how you're able to secure some pretty creative financing, and that was by simply going to local banks and talking to all the heads of lending about your vision for the project. We talked about some few tips about starting a business, growing a business with your significant other, and making sure that you both share in the passion for real estate realize that it is kind of your financial driver in a sense and then make sure you're defining what each of your roles are and then whoever's the best at that thing is the person who's the ultimate decider if you guys don't agree or you can just follow Lindsay's advice which is that you always trust your wife let her do everything <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey, hey, happy wife happy life is a model that I live by <laughs> exactly 
<laughs> and then lastly, your best ever advice, Lindsay's was about mentorship and community, both in person and online for that motivation. And then Amanda's was not being afraid to do a deal, do more deals without necessarily knowing exactly where the money will come from because you've been able to make it work. If it's a good deal, the money will follow. So thank you both for taking time out of the day to speak with us. Best of listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you so much. Thanks.